and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jensen, joined as always with my co-host, Kyle Jens. Kyle, how are you? Swimming. We've had a, I don't know, Saturday morning. Well, no, it's Saturday afternoon now. It feels like Saturday morning still (laughs) at this time. You can tell we have a lot of energy (laughs) this time around for our our next chapter that we're doing this week here, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I'm excited. Well, I'm, I'm excited mostly because last week you alluded to not understanding what the eye was in this chapter of uh, chapter 25, the egg and the eye. Have you yeah, figured it out? Have you thought about it? I have not put any thought into it. Maybe, maybe I'll figure it out uh, during the recap here. Um, although I'm just looking at my notes for the recap and I have like 10 bullet points, so maybe not, um, but we'll see if we figure it out by the end, but yeah, that's what we're talking this week. Chapter 25, we're, um, we're a good portion of the way through here. I'd say looking at the book here, quick estimate, two thirds of the way through. Uh, yeah, I was even going to say close to three quarters, probably a little bit closer, somewhere between that range though, I'd say looking at this. So we're about to start picking it up, which is interesting because we still haven't even got to the second task. So nope. the pace is only going to go um, even uh, even quicker here. So I guess we might as well keep our pace going and, and get right into it. So like we said, chapter 25, the egg and the eye. So at the end of the last chapter, Harry had finally decided to swallow his pride and, and um use Cedric's advice to see if he can solve what's going on. So he decides to use the prefect bathroom and and see if that helps him solve the egg. So he grabs his invisibility clack and the Marauder's map to avoid detection because he's going after hours for some reason. And he settles in for a bath with the egg next to him, but not in the water. Um, Moaning Myrtle reappears, making a triumphant comeback and tells him to put the egg underwater before he opens it. And when he does that, he hears that it's sort of a gurgled song. And then she also has to tell him that he also needs to put his head under the water. So he listens to the song three times before he has it memorized. And he figures out that he has to go um, to the mer people under the lake. Um, but it's a little bit dismayed because he doesn't really know how to swim, doesn't consider himself a, a good swimmer. Um, the poem also alludes to the fact that he's going to have to recapture what they've taken, something precious to him. He doesn't really know what's going on. Um, So leaving the bathroom, Harry's checking the map and he sees that Bartimus Crouch is leaving Snape's office on the map, um, which is interesting to him. Last chapter, they mentioned that Barty Crouch hadn't been showing up to work. So he decides to go investigate. But on his way there, he gets caught in a trick step and um, he's still under his cloak, but Filch comes to investigate and Filch finds his egg and thinks that uh, Peeves has stolen an egg, so Filch is off on 100. Uh, Snape confronts Filch, um, but Snape is much more concerned about who was in his office than how Peeves would have gotten the egg. Uh, Moody appears, and him and Snape have a bit of a go at each other on a bunch of different uh, uh, fronts, let's say. They're both sniping, but not really saying exactly what they mean. Um, Snape figures out that Harry must be there, in the vicinity, and that must be Harry's egg, um, but Moody covers for him. And Moody asks Harry if he knows who broke into Snape's office, and Harry tells him that it was Barty Crouch. Um, they discuss that for a bit, and Moody asks if he can uh, keep the map. And that's the chapter. That's it. That's it. 
we get kind of two key things here. There's Harry deciphering the clue, and then I'd say the second half is the little Snape moody confrontation. The eye, by the way, is the eye of Mad Eye Moody. Yeah, so here's the issue I have with that. That's fine. He, you're right. He does use the eye to see Harry in the cloak. Harry like motions to him to. That's to try mine. And, yeah. 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 It's not like the eye only exists in this chapter. He's already used it multiple times. He used it in the the Hogsmeade um, when they're in the three broomsticks. So it's, it's not. Just, yeah, it's not I guess like it's, it's a big reveal or anything that he no, can see. I guess it's, it's just kind a of cool, assumed, but a cool alliteration because we got two plots. One's about the egg. The other one is also about the egg, um, but I guess they don't want to call it the egg and the egg again. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, I guess it's right there if you care to put any thought into it. Um, How about Harry, though? Like he he hasn't been able to really figure out a single clue for himself yet. Like moaning where it all kind of came through big for him here. Right. But let's talk about this for a sec. There's no way that any contestant would have solved this riddle without someone telling them what to do. We know that Moody tells Diggory um, because he needs Harry to get the information, but doesn't want to just give it to him again. Yeah. Um, Also, maybe he had figured out that Harry wouldn't have taken it the way he didn't take it from Ludo. Um, We obviously Karkaroff would have told um, Crumb. Crumb. And assuming Madame Maxine would have told Fleur. No way anyone's going to be like, there's this thing. Let me just put it underwater and see what? what happens. It's not like they said, here's the egg and here's a riddle that they would have had to solve that would have let like that they maybe could have come up with, put it underwater. Nowhere, like nowhere would they like, this is, this is like even more unreasonable than asking them to face a dragon unprepared because you could have given them a hundred years and Harry might've never figured out to put the egg underwater. It's not like eggs go underwater. It's not like egg in the shape. It's not like it's a trophy in the shape of a fish. And you're like, well, fish swim. So let me try putting it like, there's no way they could have figured that out. You'd have to come to it by like super happenstance where you're just you have to like walking trip. along the lake trip. Egg or pig falls into the lake or into a puddle or something. Yeah. It was like half submerged. Do you think like half of it would yell? Half of it would sing? I don't no, know. I think but... the whole thing has to be underwater because I imagine... Well, in the movie, at least, it, like, unfolds with, like, these big, like, beautiful leaves. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if there was water, even just in it a little bit, maybe you're right. But I, I think I would like... have just taken the egg and sold it. That that would have been worth some money, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, after you spend months trying to figure out and you're absolutely nowhere. Like, I could see you trying to muffle it, um, put it in, like, a bubble and see if you can, like, reverberate the sound. Like, but putting it underwater? I just, I just don't know where you would have come up with that without some, like some clue. Like this is not terrible. If it, like I said, if it was given with a clue or if eggs were somehow like known to be associated with, with water. Um, are, were the screams maybe from the mermaids where they are, could they be recognized as being like, Oh, that's a mermaid scream outside of water. So maybe it's a mermaid voice inside. So maybe if I put it under the water, then that would solve the clue. That's the only maybe, connection I can maybe. make. But you'd have yeah. to be familiar with like a mer people yell outside of water, essentially. Right. Yeah, no, I, that could be, that could be, but you, you're right. You'd have to know what mer people sound like. Um, I don't know if that's a common thing. And I don't even know if it's if that is what they sound like outside of water. 
It's true. We don't know yeah. either. We don't know if that's necessarily a confirmed thing or not. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like I'm trying to think of like mermaid lore that I'm aware of. Because um, normally, like in traditional muggle or like in our lore, they're have very beautiful singing voices yeah. and bring well, sailors like those are, in. Well, and, those are yeah. sirens. Those are sirens, uh, okay. not mermaids, but they're Same related. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is interesting. How, um, it's weird. It's just sort of like a weird a weird piece and, and how any of them possibly could have figured it. It just seems unreasonable and it, it kind of goes back to what they said at the beginning which is like cheating is a part of the triwizard cup yeah well you have to okay um uh but, but why like, do you i don't know yeah again this whole it, it all dates back or goes back to how this is supposed to be some sanctimonious challenge that is supposed to be respected and that it's back for the first time in hundreds of years. And yet here we are just giving away hints and essentially turning it into nothing but a device to try and kill Harry Potter. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else on either the clue itself or these mer people or anything? No, I think, I think the task itself, um, I like... I see, I like what we have now, which is here is a riddle for the task. And now it's about figure out the riddle and then figure out what it's going to mean. Like, I like that. I think that's cool. Um, the song itself was pretty self-explanatory, though. The only challenge would be how you have to, like, yeah. keep diving underwater to remember it or whatever. Good on Harry for like he just said he went in under the water three times or something like that. I thought that was impressive too. I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would have been like coming out after after write it down. Write it down exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else on the on the clue. Um, We're going to obviously get into it um, some more next time when we when we dig into the second the second task here. yeah, I mean, I guess it, we learned that Harry figured it out a bit quicker than Cedric. So that goes back to what we know about Harry and his sort of like detective skills. Mm, um, that's right. Yeah, Myrtle did imply that it took Cedric longer. Um, how about that bathroom? I realize I'm kind of just changing the topic, but like fine. that seemed like a very grand, grandois like kind of bathroom that is super unnecessary just to have for a very select few students in eight, your eight school students i think it's more um because I, I was curious about this and this could be either something that didn't make something i didn't know or other thoughts but i thought the bathroom was outrageous and i thought yeah what is this all for for eight students but there's actually 24 prefects in total because every year in grade five through seven if you become a prefect in year five, you maintain it each year. So there's always a prefect for every year, five, seven, five, six, seven. So oh, there's so actually each house has six. Each house actually has six prefects. Eight kids, 24 kids. Still exactly. Right? It's, it's, still, it's, it's still 24, which is yeah. outrageous when you have like this swimming pool bathtub that has hundreds of taps and you have to have two of them. I'm assuming. I don't assume that this is just a boys and a girls 
combined. That's fair. Um, yeah, like why? Why didn't they put like the best bathrooms like in the dormitory so like the majority of students could use them? Yeah. It also led me to believe, well, okay, never mind. I'm going to take that back because I was like, well, a little bit. Like, we're aware that bathrooms exist. This is where this conversation is going now. Jesus, we're talking about bathrooms in Hogwarts. But uh, <laughs> we, we get that there are bathrooms and like they've been kind of alluded to or used in the past. They have Moaning Myrtle's bathroom that they cook the polyjuice potion. There's the first book where Hermione goes to hide in the bathrooms and the troll comes and I picture that like your typical school bathroom with toilets yeah, and stalls yeah. and stuff. There is nothing I don't think ever described in the book of like where these kids are showering or bathing well, or brushing their teeth or anything. Well, I mean, I assume there are bathrooms in the actual dormitories. It's they've just never been used for a scene or whatever. But... Right. We only ever really have bathroom scenes and there's multiple bathroom scenes. And so there's a whole section of bathroom scenes in book two like in the ones that are like not used very often like otherwise they're just going to the bathroom and like you you have to have bathrooms in the hallways and right you can't expect if you're on your way to potions um you can't expect to go back to your dormitory which could be on the other side of the castle right if you have to go to the bathroom so that's what i'm thinking um so the other thing that happened obviously in this chapter is the whole harry trips in the step loses his egg filch finds it Snape comes out, Moody confronts him. Um, any interesting things you sort of glean from that? That like to me, like that fit, like I forgot about that whole confrontation. Yes. The and like the big thing that I um got out of it was I forgot that Harry gave the map to Barty Crouch. Mm-hmm. And that closes like a ginormous plot hole. Yeah, um, because he's obviously not looking at it right away. Um, and he, um, so he's not like he's looking and seeing Moody, and it says Crouch on the map. Like, so that's good. We know that you can't really look at the entire castle at once. Um, we also know that he doesn't really like just like look randomly at it. He only sort of uses it when he's using it. Mm-hmm. So now we don't run the risk of him expecting to see moody and seeing crouch on it like to me like that's like the big thing that comes out of that piece um yeah yeah i mean i had totally forgotten about that as well i i guess you're correct and like that you is it true that when you're looking at the map you only see what's around you when you're on it you don't well, get I think to see the entire school i think you just sort of i, I just think you sort of see it in parts right because otherwise um like we talk about like how would like the whole Peter Pettigrew thing, how would that have never come up? I don't, I just assume he's not looking at the dormitory section of the map. Yeah. Um, when he's, when he's has it open. Yeah. Right. That, ha- that has to be the explanation, but you're right. Cause that was one thing I was like, how did he not see Artemis crouch on the map already? But previously. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, but yeah, that is the biggest thing. I think like the, the Snape and Moody, interaction is interesting well because it's snape and barty crouch jr essentially right so there's some really interesting kind of nuances to that conversation that i i really enjoyed especially in the way that like moody was or barty crouch was able to kind of call snape out for 
his past ties and stuff yeah. to to the dark the dark eater dark eaters very like subtly so death i like that stuff a lot dark eaters death eaters whatever they are um so i liked that but then yeah the biggest thing is just how well moody was able to or barney crouch jr was able to be like oh shit this map is a liability to me very quickly he figured that out i need to get this away from harry right now and he does it in like a really suave way really thinking on his feet so Mm -hmm. i yeah i definitely agree with you i thought that that was probably the key thing to be coming out of this also just the fact that like i think this is the second book in a row now where snape has almost been able to catch Harry red-handed and get in trouble. And then some pr- other professor yeah. bails him out. So fortune not favoring him. No. Um, like, I think the key piece of this chapter to me is actually that map removal out of Harry's pants. Cause like, let's say Harry didn't figure out the egg. Well, we already know um, that Moody's not going to let him not win. Mm-hmm. Like we know that as we've read the book, like, so he's just going to tell him at the end anyway, or like, cause here's the other thing. If Harry never solves the thing, Ron still gets taken and he still gets brought to the dock to, to start the test. So like all the egg has really done is warns you about what's coming to let you prepare how you might solve that task well how to hold your breath for the hour basically right yeah but if he had never solved the clue he still gets to attempt the task and if you think about the first task where it's like you're not supposed to have any forewarning for dragons anyway like so i think they would have someone would have told him he he would have eventually someone eventually would have told him um so i think the really key thing here is is sort of that barty crouch snape interaction the fact that barty crouch is stealing from Snape, like that's the actual important part about like part of this chapter. And it's sort of hidden behind, oh, Harry's discovered what the egg is meant to do. So I thought that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Anything you forgot? Like I already mentioned to me, like that whole Snape party crush thing, I write right out of my memory. Yeah, no, that was it. That was it for me. I mean, yeah, obviously you remember the egg and stuff and Moaning Myrtle being involved in yeah. that. That's kind of key or part of the the movie itself so yeah that second half of the chapter is where i kind of forgot things so in terms of things that don't make sense we already talked about how no one was going to figure out how to put the egg underwater um we talked about prefects getting their own bathroom not making any sense why did harry go investigate bernie crouch in snape's office i think he was just curious i think that that's kind of his personality where he's like i need to figure this out i'm adventurous i see something that's not right i need to go investigate it essentially i guess so i guess so it's just like i don't know what he was gonna do no that's exactly it right like i don't know what he was gonna do either but i think that's just in his personality to want to go out there and and see what's going on because he's the type who would you know that if he sees that he would he's obviously going to be telling ron and hermione that he saw barney barney crouch on the map but he's not the type who would just leave it at that. He's going to be like, yeah, I saw him on there. So I went to go see what was going on. I think yep. that's kind of it. Yeah, fair. Uh, anything else that didn't make sense to you? Like, 
is there a character count on the the map when it comes to labeling titles like why is it bartimus crouch and why doesn't it include senior junior yeah uh no that that bugged me the the map has become a uh, plot liability here yeah because there's just too many problems that's why getting it out of getting it out of here is a good call yeah well that Um, too plus we know that the real mad eye is in hogwarts locked in a yeah covered in his office right so if you ever like wonder where oh he's just in his office he's always in his office that's weird but he's always in his office yeah i guess Um, that's true the only other thing here was i don't know why harry thought it was important to go like after hours to use this bathroom like they have free time like after classes after like just go then i guess he wanted it to be I guess because he's not a prefect, he didn't want to go there. Um, I think run into a prefect. Right. But at the same time, he could have just been like they're more likely to be they're more likely to be there at like this is a whole like you know castle planning conversation, but like if I had access to that bathroom and it's way better than the dorm bathrooms, which based on Harry's reaction to it, it totally is. Like, I'm going to go there to brush my teeth and shower and clean up and, and whatever way more often. So, like, the time of day when he went, which is sort of like nighttime, is yeah. when I ex- would expect it to be being used. So that didn't I, really make sense. But I was picturing it as more like 1 a.m. or something like that. But I don't okay. think it was. But I don't think it was that late because when he left the Gryffindor common room, Ron was just making his way back into it, wasn't he? Because he well, was no, they set him... that up. They set that up. I think. Uh, okay, yeah. But um, still, if Ron was allowed to be out or like not mm-hmm. past his curfew, then it reliably or reasonably, you think it would be acceptable that there would have been another student or two right. in there, right? And I mean, there's only twelve, only twelve prefects that we think yeah. have access to that thing, right? So they could have got in there. You're better off going like during dinner. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and you're, like you're allowed to be wherever you want during dinner. Um, so that, that was sort of the other thing. Uh, anything else on this chapter you want to you want to touch on? It was kind of like it was a, again one of those fun chapters to read, but to me, not anything like <laughs> not a lot to discuss necessarily. No. Like, no, no, no. Um, I liked that there was like another really subtle connection here. So we know that Barty Crouch is in Snape's office because he wants to steal potions for, for supplies for his polyjuice potion. And so knowing that we know that now, I like that there's that connection of Myrtle making her way back into this chapter, given that like they were in her old bathroom in the second book when they were making their own polyjuice Mm -hmm. potions. So I I like that that subtlety was kind of there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, any quotes jump out to you from this chapter that you liked? Uh, this is Moody or Barty Crouch talking to Snape. Of course, Dumbledore trusts you, growled Moody. He's a trusting man, isn't he? Believes in second chances. But me, I say there's spots that don't come off, Snape. Spots that never come off. Do you know what I mean? And Snape kind of suddenly seizes his forearm and stuff and kind of becomes defensive yeah. or a little a little a little rattled at that point no and tattoo I, removal in the magical no world. absolutely not so i i liked that a lot that reference to the dark mark and i guess a little bit more that we're gonna 
learn in the future as well. Yeah, that's good. My my quote was also Moody to Filch and Snape when he stumbles upon them and he says, pajama party, is it? And I just, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, LVP con uh, options for you here. What do you have? I had two. The first one that I would nominate but didn't select was Filch because he's so fixated on peeves like it's just it's peeves 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 and that's the only thing he can focus on well and try really to get him in get trouble peeves out of there yeah. and i don't blame him um but i do have to go with snape he he kind of came out the biggest loser in this situation i mean he's got very good reason to believe that harry was out there he was sneaking around again and he was up to something that he shouldn't have been and as i mentioned earlier this is the second time that he's nearly caught him red-handed with that map and hasn't been able to capitalize on that and kind of getting Harry in trouble. Obviously, we don't want our main character in trouble or to kind of get caught in this situation. But when you're Snape and you, this is your second opportunity yeah. and it just kind of slipped through your fingers again, yeah. that's a that's a bummer. Yeah, I, I I also went Snape here and I just wrote he's so close, but just so far. <laughs> and it's just sort of this story of Snape trying to prove everyone that harry's exactly who snape thinks he is yeah mvp i had two um two options okay. I, I marked down i only considered one so you go first uh well i considered harry yeah and i considered moody okay. um harry i thought the fact that he decided he did need to go late at night fine so then using the cloak and the map in conjunction to avoid detection i thought was pretty clever um whether or not he had to that's a, that's a different that's a different um question but i thought that um that that attempt was pretty good and he like he memorized that song really quick you mentioned that you wouldn't have been able to yeah. i certainly wouldn't have been able to he deciphered the meaning pretty quickly too like he wasn't in there for hours and hours before he came to mer people mm -hmm. um and it's not like he knows there are mer people there right he asks myrtle if there are so he, he figures that out so I, I liked harry for that um and then moody obviously he covers for harry but he also like totally derails Snape from even thinking that it could have been him in the, in the mm -hmm. office. Um, and then of course, what we talked about the key, one of the key moments here is he, he gets that map. He, he quickly identifies that that map is a problem and he, he gets it out of there. He doesn't want to have to worry about it at all. He did it in like a really smart way too, where he's, basically killing harry with kindness being like you could be an r you know have you ever considered it like complimenting him on his yeah. skills and abilities so i think that was kind of something key that kind of just took harry off of his own trail as well because he didn't even think to like follow up with moody on why he needed the map or why it was important to him so yeah otherwise though i had the exact same reasons for crouch jr like he got harry out of trouble there um he used his knowledge to make snape really uncomfortable trap him in a corner and then got that map out those are the key things for for him here i guess you could say myrtle maybe as a consideration yeah, myrtle, she was myrtle, she was helpful she, she did uh, in, in I, her own dreadful way i feel way, like but... eventually harry would have put them the, the he, harry would have put the um the the egg underwater but myrtle certainly sped it along mm -hmm. um but yeah Mo moody crouch jr the way to yeah. go yeah i think oh my gosh my computer's going crazy here um uh i think um 
I think it is really, I think it's moody. You, yeah. you would like to think that, um, that, that you could go Harry here, but I just, I just don't, I just don't think you can. No, it's just not quite enough. There, um, there's so many, there's so many things that could have went wrong for Moody while he was there. He could have got caught so easily and yet he still manages just to kind of like talk himself out of these situations, which yeah. I find super impressive. He's very clever. And obviously we're going to get to that um, more as we, as we go through how, just how clever that is. Uh, but that's it. That's, that's it. it. I get in the eye, some key stuff, but I think really next week is going to be the next week is the week here. We're going to read chapter 26 and we're going to talk the second task. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see at... how Harry figures out uh, what he's doing. I'm excited to see what everybody else does. I'm excited to see what kind of bullshit scoring we make. Um, you know, all the, all the fun classic Goblet of Fire, Triwizard Cup stuff. I'll be, I'll be held in next, in next week's chapter. Yeah many weeks down the road i'm also i can't wait to watch this movie again oh man i'm so excited i'm so my excited boy, to watch this movie. that's my boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway there's there's gonna be a lot of good stuff there in the meantime though give us a follow on instagram at harry potter reread podcast uh, give us a follow there follow along let us know what you think of the podcast that's it whatever or whatever you want uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm David. That's Kyle. Bye.